I don't know. Why. Just a minute. A mask man. I want to talk to you men. You're an outlaw. Get out of here. I'm not an outlaw. Then what do you have time that? to waste explaining? I can't see you, stranger. But you don't sound to me like an outlaw. What's your game? I want Sam's help. My help? What do you want with a blind fella? The hearty cry of Hi-Yo Silver has echoed through the years from the wild and untamed west of yesterday. It has acted as a symbol of courage to the oppressed, a challenge to the lawless. Let us return to the west of old and thrill to another of the Lone Ranger's stories featuring the most picturesque and colorful character ever to ride the plains and prairies. Welcome to The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger lives by a code of conduct. This conduct consists of two major parts, the Lone Ranger Creed and a set of guidelines. One of the Lone Ranger's creeds is that God put the firewood there, but that every man must gather and light it himself. The Lone Ranger is part of the Life Podcast Network. Our goal is to keep adding shows to our network that bring you good, family-friendly content. If you're interested in becoming involved with our podcast network, please go to lifepodcast.net and click on the Contact Us page. We're also working on a monthly live broadcast designed to connect Lone Ranger enthusiasts. Sign up at our Facebook page to keep up to date. And now, let's listen to another great tale of the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. An eastern syndicate claimed that an old land grant gave them title to property owned by settlers in the country around Big Bend. The government decided in favor of the settlers and sent a representative to announce the decision in person. But Randolph, the agent of the syndicate, learned of the decision and arranged for the representative to be kidnapped and held while he bought up the settlers' land before they could learn they had won their case. As our second act opens, we see the Lone Ranger and Tonto that same day in their small, well-concealed camp in the hills. Tonto, I saw the stage when it arrived in town. Uh-huh. It was empty, and there were bullet holes in it. Might be that those shots were just fired as a warning to make the stage stop. Maybe that right. But what I can't understand is why outlaws would have held up the stage. If not have cash. It held nothing of value. But I wonder... What you think... When we were in Kenwood, we saw a man get on the stage who looked like an Easterner. Oh, him from East, all right. And he might have been the man sent here from Washington. Uh-huh. I'm sorry now that we didn't follow the stage when it started back for Big Bend. But I never thought anything would happen to it. Uh-huh. And I was anxious to arrive in town first. Uh, Tonto learned plenty. You have? Fellow named Joe worked for Randolph long time past. Joe Lieber once worked for Randolph? Not right. That's something I never knew before. Joe, plenty bad feller. Him gunman. And Joe was driving the stage today. Ah. Here, Silver. Uh, what do you do? We're riding to town, Kimosan. Here, white fella. We've got to find out what's happened to the passenger on the stage. Yep. That's right. Randolph has called a meeting of the settlers for tonight. He's in a hurry to buy their land. Tonto know that. Most of them will sell. And if the government man isn't found, it may be that they're selling land they could keep. Ah. But I have a plan we'll try. What that? We're going to call on old Sam Lennox. Come on, Get Silver. Get him up, white fella. 
Shortly after the masked man and Tonto started for town, Sam Lennox, the blind ex-stage driver, made his way to the office of John Perry, the manager of the stage line. It is early evening as we see Sam enter the office, closing the door behind him. Evening, Sam. Howdy, Mr. Perry. I come for my money. Uh Uh-huh. Here, let me help you to a chair. I don't need no help. Shucks, I know this office like the inside of my hand. Yep, I reckon you do at that. Now, uh, about my pay... It's right here. But first, I got some news I'd like to tell you. Yeah? It's right good news for me. Well, now, I'm glad to hear that. But, uh, but maybe things being so tough for you, I shouldn't have mentioned it. You've always been a friend of mine, Mr. Perry, and I don't ever expect to see the day when I'll be sorry for my friend's good fortune. Sam, I just got word I'm going to be made manager of the whole division. That's fine. Of course, it'll mean I'll have to move to Kenwood. Then, uh, then you'll have to give somebody your job here. That's right. Have you got anybody in mind? Well, I don't know. I was figuring on giving it to Joe Lieber. You was. But now, if he's been killed, I'll have to find somebody else. Ain't there been no word yet? Not a blame thing. The sheriff took a posse and rode to Kenwood. But he never seen no sign of outlaws or Joe either. That's a funny thing. All he found out was they had a passenger. And now the passenger's gone too. Well, the sheriff is going out to look for him again tomorrow. Uh, Mr. Perry. Yeah? You, you wouldn't give me that job you were speaking of, would you? Now, Sam, you know as much as I'd like to, it couldn't be done. Maybe I couldn't drive the stage no more, but I wouldn't have to be able to see to do the work here in the office. I'm sorry, Sam. There isn't a chance of it. Well, I I just figured it wouldn't do no harm to ask. Something else will turn up for you, Sam. I reckon. You're going to Randolph's meeting tonight? I don't know. Just I... a minute. A masked man. I want to talk to you men. You're an outlaw. Get out of here. I'm not an outlaw. Then what do you know about... I time to waste explaining. I can't see you, stranger, but you don't sound to me like an outlaw. What's your game? I want Sam's help. My help? What do you want with a blind fellow? Sam, I've heard that you know this country between here and Kenwood as well as any man in this district. As well? I know it a heap better. Can you think of any places where a man might be hidden safely? I can think of a dozen of them. Some place not too far from the stage trail? I sure can, but what... The man that got on the stage today at Kenwood was an Easterner. Now look here. You're an outlaw and we don't want no truck with you. I'll let him talk, Mr. Perry. I got a notion he's got something important in mind. And it's possible that the passenger was the man you've been expecting from Washington. By golly, he might have been. I've learned from Tonto that Joe Lieber once worked for Randolph. Who told him that? Say, I'd heard something like that myself. Joe might still be working for him. How do you mean? Randolph seems to be in a big hurry to buy the settler's land. Well, he'll likely get most of it tonight. Perhaps Joe wasn't shot. Perhaps he's holding his passenger a prisoner. How do you know that? I don't know it, but I want to find out. But I... Will you help me? I sure do anything I can. You'll have to drive the stage. Hold on there. Sam can't do that. That's for Sam to say. Mr. Perry, I could have drove that stage for years with my eyes tight closed. I reckon being blind ain't no different. I want you to lead Tonto and me to all the good hideouts you know close to the stage trail. I can do just that. With them horses, I could go anywhere. Well, I say you ain't gonna do it. Now listen, Mr. Perry. The stage is company property, and I can't take no chances letting a blind fellow wreck it. It's more important for the settlers to save their land. You can't have the stage. Sam, will you take a chance? Will you drive the stage anyhow? You figure we can prove Joe Lieber a crook? I believe we can. Then I'm with you, stranger. Good. I was sure you'd agree. The stage is outside. It ain't. The horses are in the stable. I'll have hitched up the horses and the stage is ready to go. And so am I. Come on. Hey, wait. I'll have the law on both of you. Wait, I say. Come back here. We'll have to risk that, Perry. Sam, come back here. You've gone loco. Maybe I have, Mr. Perry, but I'm sure enjoying it. Get started, Sam. Tonto and I will ride with you. Lester, you'll pay for this. Get up, I'd like you, old fellow. Get up, Perry. 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 Get up, Perry
Although blind, Sam handled the heavy stage without difficulty. There was perfect understanding between him and the horses he drove. And while the masked man and Tonto rode on either side, he raced down the trail to Kenwood. Twice, however, he stopped and pointed out a possible hiding place to the Lone Ranger. But both times they were disappointed. Well, we'll just have to try again, friend. No one has been here. What makes you so sure they can't be fur from the trail if they're hid? In the first place, the empty stage got into town only 20 minutes late. I hadn't thought of that. And in the second, when they left the stage, they had no horses. They wouldn't have gone far on foot. Then we'll keep on going. How far is the next place you had in mind? It's just a piece up the road. Get up, Tower. Get up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just thinking, they might have gone up the old trail. Yes. Maybe the engine can see if there's tracks there. Conco, Conco, look. What's the matter, Black? Be nervous. What is it, old fella? Are you trying to tell me something? Doggone, he sure is trying. Me find him track. You did? It go that way. Down the old trail. Maybe this is it, but we haven't a minute to spare. Randall's meeting should be almost ready to start. Get up Come on, Come on, get up In town, the meeting called by Randolph got underway. The village hall was crowded with settlers more than half convinced that their only chance to save something from their homes was to sell. We see old Amos Drake as he speaks angrily to the syndic representative. You're a crook, Phil, Randolph, and I'd sure give a heap to be able to prove it. Talk all you want to, Amos, I'm getting down to business. This is your meeting. I can't stop you. Quiet, everybody. I have something to say. Men, the company I represent has every reason to believe it will win the government's decision. But we wish to act fairly. The sooner we get possession of the property, the more value we'll have for us. In view of that fact, I have been authorized to offer one dollar an acre to all who are willing to sell at once. One dollar you'll give us? It ain't near what the land's worth. It's worth ten dollars an acre. We figured you'd give us more than that. Just one moment. You can hold your land if you wish. But I warn you that you receive not one red penny from us when the government hands down its decision. Remember! Remember that one dollar an acre is better than nothing at all. This offer won't be made again. So those who wish to sell, step forward. I'll take your names. Don't pay no attention to him, fellas. Hold out till the government feller gets That's here. You can do it because you've got cash, Amos. We don't aim to lose everything we got. I'll take the dollars so long as I can't get no better. Me too. I'll get what I can. Just step this way. I know what land each of you owns. I have money here. And Hold on. Hurry, Matt. Who's the fellow that paid us for doing the show? What are you doing here? Me and Pete ain't going to take the blame all by ourselves. You're under arrest, Randolph. Oh, yellow screen. Well, they found us. I couldn't help it. I you won't do any more talking. He's got a gun. Watch out. Who shot my hand? I only hit your gun, Randolph. Hold him. We got the skunk. Listen to me. 
This is Mr. Bennett, the man you've been expecting from Washington. Then you found him after all. Thanks to Sam here. Sam found him? Sometimes blind men can see more than men with eyes. Well, I'll be blasted. Sam tells me you'll soon need a new manager here. Yeah, that's right. Sam would make the best district manager this town ever had. I'll be dead if I don't think you're right. Mr. Perry, you... You really mean you'll give me a chance at it? That's just what I mean, Sam. I think Mr. Bennett has something to say that will interest all of you. Then the government decided that the land rightfully belongs to you. The syndicate's land grant was proved to be a forgery. you all the time, them fellas was crooked. But all you fellas would have lost your land anyhow if it hadn't been for the masked fella and Sam here. Oh, it's just I just helped him. But it was him figuring things out and having faith in me that done the trick. Well, the both of you saved our land and fixed it so them pool cats would be put in jail. I don't know which one of you did the most of it. And I don't savvy yet how it was done. But we ain't forgetting, no matter what happened. Santa has located Jack Wesley. We've got to hurry. Next time on The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. Thanks, stranger, for the advice. But we ain't taking it. Now, get along and mind your own business. And don't try no tricks. I'm going. Here, Silver. Ah. You were hiding your horse around the bend, huh? I wasn't hiding him, Matt. Yep. Good day. I'll get that out. The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger, is part of the Life Podcast Network, a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Some of the audio for this podcast was provided by the archive.org online database.